everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 93 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're going to be talking about one of those things that a lot of runners neglect to help improve your form and your running and your efficiency, and that is running drills. So if you aren't that familiar with these, stay tuned. We got your back. We're going to talk about that today. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. Okay, so when most people start running, they either do so earlier on in life as like part of a team, like the kids on our cross-country team. Woohoo, go cross-country kids. Or later on in life to get in shape or lose weight. Woohoo, go Angie. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Good work. So... You know, it's it's usually one or the other. Pretty and much. so people that start off as part of a team often learn these things that we call running drills. We make all of our kids do running drills on pretty much a daily basis. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. But most recreational runners have either never heard of them or if they have heard about them, they don't know what to do with them. They don't know when to do them, what to do them, what they're supposed to be doing or or what the point is. Yeah, what the point is. There, there's something that maybe they've seen other people do at a race, yeah. but they wouldn't think like that's – maybe that's something that that guy does, right. but that's not even something for me. Yeah. I mean like if you have ever watched a track meet – either in high school or professionally, like, you know, sometimes they broadcast the track meets on ESPN2, and uh, it's fun to watch those sometimes. But if you've ever watched a track meet or a cross-country meet or a big – the Olympics. I mean, in the Olympics, you you see this all the time, right? I mean, everyone's watching the Olympics. When's the next one? Next year? 2020. Oh, I can't wait. So if you've ever watched a track meet (laughs) – How is that not just like on the tip of your tongue? Like the marathon trials next February, ready to go. Ready to go. It's on the tip of my tongue. (laughs) (laughs) So – if you've ever seen it, you you can see people warming up and doing these drills. They're hopping around, they're jumping, they're skipping, they're doing these things. And some people look at them like, "What in the world are they doing?" It looks a little bit like PE class from grade school because there's all sorts of like weird motions, and you're like, "Is that guy doing jumping jacks?" Yeah. Well, I haven't done those since I was like seven. Yeah, but they're like doing them as they move along the track, and yeah. you're like, "How do they even have the coordination for that?" And that's but, where it comes in. Is but the coordination. Look, but they look so efficient. Like when you watch these elite professional runners doing these drills it's oh, just phenomenal. oh it's beautiful like their bodies the way that they just have so much control and coordination it's, it's gorgeous to watch so what are running drills you have and why should we do these i mean it here's the thing is it, it's just it's such a small component of of what to do mm-hmm. it's this little aspect like if you go out and you put in running drills you decide hey tomorrow i'm going to add running drills to my my workout routine okay it's if you go out and, and work out and you run for 30 to 40 minutes drills are going to take you like five at mm-hmm. the end of it right and i think that's one of the other reasons why people just sort of blow the drills off yeah because they don't take a long time so, so they how think important that can they possibly be yeah they're unimportant right yeah so drills are essentially these um various actions and we've talked about it we mentioned them all the time because mm-hmm. i was like we had to have done an episode on drills already yeah and i went back and i just i searched through all of our episodes for drills and it pops up over and over again in these episodes that we've done where we're like and you can add in running drills yeah but that's as far as we've ever gotten mm-hmm. and they're these essentially them. techniques that you can do to practice your form mm-hmm. and some of it is exaggerated form some of it really is form some mm-hmm. of it works on making sure that your foot strike is going quickly mm-hmm. there's lots of different 
different aspects, but they're all ways of moving your body in ways that are related to running. So right. they're very good functional movements. Yeah, and a lot of times it's just to help improve the mobility of your joints yes. that you use during running. So it might not be the exact motions that you're doing during running, but by opening up your joints and improving the mobility of your joints, that helps you while you're running. Yeah, I, I mean, some of them look a little silly to do. Um, this morning, actually, I was doing one of these, and uh, I had passed this woman as I was running. She was out walking. Like, I've passed her repeatedly. She goes out, she gets her morning walk, and I passed her. I kind of did a little good morning, and then I was done, and I was doing drills in front of her house. And they don't quite look normal. We'll get into the one, <laughs> one exactly what was going on. And as she passed me, she kind of got this look on her face, and she goes, um, are you Okay. And they're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm finishing up my workout today. Which one were you doing? I was doing karaoke? heel walks. Heel walks. Okay. Heel walks don't, you look like you're in pain. Okay. You're not at all. Yeah. But you, you are walking as though like everything in your legs is uh -huh. like super stiff. So you yeah. look really uncomfortable doing it. That's so funny. But it's really, it's really worth it. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because like all of our athletes and like, you know, some of our private clients, all of them comment about how they love that people give them weird looks when they do their running drills. I mean, there are times that I do running drills, like before a race, I, I like to do a skips before a race, not even because it's my favorite drill not because i think that it warms me up the best but if you can execute a skips well beforehand people are going to look at you and be like whoa but he's fast oh so it's like an intimidation factor so then i'll drop a skips and i'll look around and see it does anybody else is anybody else going to try a skips and then you can pick out the other really fast people because they're <laughs> like oh wait he's he's got them watch these moves and they're out there and they've got the whole combo of like a skip into a b skip and like okay then this is who we're working with today oh my gosh it's that's, so funny that's hilarious the, the front of the pack is hysterical you're like sizing up your competition <laughs> it is completely like it, you guys are like birds like ruffling your feathers I, you know? I was going to say, it's the runner's like version Peacock. of like flexing before the, the race. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to flex a little bit over here with my A skips. <laughs> it's like that one t-shirt that you made the one time, like real men do A skips. Real men do A skips, yes. <laughs> anyway, so that that's really funny to me. But anyway, when, so like Kevin said, drills are something that are very important and most people don't know what to do or do them wrong or just like you said ignore them right because even if you're coming from a point where um, you were on a cross-country or track team and you know these drills and you used to have them as part of practice now you've got a time crunch and you got 30 minutes to work with and you're going to try and run as much of that 30 minutes as possible mm -hmm. like it doesn't make sense to chop off five minutes off of your run yeah. just so you can spend some time doing drills that's so true you know i didn't really think about it that way but even the people that did start running cross-country in high school and are familiar familiar with these even they don't usually incorporate them. You know how to do all these drills. As uh -huh. a coach, you tell kids on our team to do them. How right. often do you put them into your runs? I did them this week. <laughs> I but, did them on Monday. Right, but in general? In general, I'm not as good as I need to be. Right, it's the and same it's with something... me on, on strength training. Yeah. It's not my favorite aspect of training. Yeah. And so when push comes to shove, I tend to skip out on that one. Mm -hmm. When crunch for time, you tend to skip out on drills. Right, but I'm going to start incorporating them more often for sure because I feel the benefits of them. It's the same way when I yeah. get into strength training, I feel the benefits of it. But if I'm crunched on time... You're going to look for one thing. You're going to either look for what do you think has the least benefit for you mm -hmm. or which one's the most annoying. Mm -hmm. And some people find drills annoying and so they yeah. just skip them. Well, and even sometimes the kids on our cross-country team, they totally 
I shouldn't, I don't want to curse, but they do them half-heartedly. 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 That's the body part we're going to choose there, <laughs> half-heartedly. Um, you know, they just go through them and they're like up there and you're like, come on. Like, you know, they're just, they're, they're doing marching and they're just like walking basically. Right, or they're if you're doing, doing marching them. and you don't actually lift your knee up, that's not marching. Yeah. And uh, it gets me right. so mad if we assign drills mm-hmm. and they, they are just chatting with each other the entire... I don't mind talking. Yeah. But if you're talking and it, you can't actually do the drill... Focus. It drives me nuts. Yeah, they can't focus. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, High school kids are not good at focusing on two things at one time. I, I light into my... Uh, the track kids all the time because we do drills every single day at the start and usually start and midway and sometimes to wrap up practice. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you don't, don't just do the drill wrong. And so then I'll make the entire group go back, go back and do it again. And I'm like, do the drill correctly. They're not that complicated. Do it correctly. Do you think that it's more important to do drills for like speed work and sprinters versus long distance runners? Oh, drills have so many good aspects depending on what type of drill. I think that it's really helpful with sprinters because some of them are very good at improving range of motion and mobility mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and the bounce, too, that's associated with a lot of drills. Well, yeah, really that's what good. you get. But on that's it. good for both. But that's why skipping is yeah. so good is that bounce, that rebound is super helpful, but it's good for sprinting and for long distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some drills that I think are just really worthwhile for team bonding. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we'll get into exactly where I I sort of categorized all the different drills. But I think part of it is literally just team building. Like um, at the beginning of football practice, I was on the treadmill when the football team came in the other day and they all do these stretches at the beginning. You know, the classic like football stretch where the, the captain calls out every even number. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like the team is doing odd, and then the captain really loud will be like, two, four, six, and everybody has to respond. It's just a team uniting thing more than anything. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's a good aspect of that to running drills. Mm -hmm. But that's not the only reason. And I think that some people who have been on a team are like, the only reason we did these is because coach thought that it would be a good way to unite everybody, Mm -hmm. and we could all do our warm-up together before like the fast kids head off and the slower kids get left. Mm -hmm. This is a team uniting thing. And that's part of it. That's definitely part of it. But there is a very valid reason to do these Mm -hmm. just on their own when you're running on your own. Yeah, and I think that when you start to incorporate drills into your training plan, which, again, we are going to suggest that everyone incorporates some drills into their training plan, regardless of what distance you're training for and running, if you want to be a better runner. Like, if you want running to feel better, if you want to feel stronger, if you want your form to improve, if you want to get faster, if you want to be a better runner – you should incorporate drills into part of your training. Completely. Yeah. And part of the benefit of drills is that in a way it shifts your mindset. Like it just by doing the drills, you're treating the sport of running as an actual sport, as a craft that and a skill that can be improved. Ah, craft right? and skill. Craft is your best It's word your on craft, that right? Like yes. running is a craft. It is a skill. And you, there are certain skills that you can improve upon that will make you a better runner. It will help to improve your form. It will help to improve your technique. And that will make you faster, better, and just feel better as you're running. Right. So most people look at running, they're like, well, running's not that tricky. You just... Everybody can run. You just run. Right. And it's sort of like, well, okay. True. But 
everybody can also throw a ball to an extent. Right. But the quarterback doesn't just throw a ball mm-hmm. all practice long. Like the football team doesn't just go out there and run play after play after play. Right. They have drills. They have technique. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to like a quarterback camp. Like these guys spend so much time making sure that their arm is at the exact right angle before Nuance. they even pick up a football. Yeah, it's nuances. Like batting practice. Major League Baseball players have like multiple bats that they practice with to get the exact right angle on their mm-hmm. swing. Yeah. There's details and the details matter. And people are like, ah, running's just running. What, how, how tricky can this be? And right. the answer is well, more than you think. That's yeah. why there's so many people that are injured so often because they're doing it with poor form. Right. And they aren't incorporating all these other things that can help to prevent injury. And can actually improve their running technique, their running skill. And their efficiency. Yes, that's the other word you're looking for. Efficiency. Efficiency. So just by starting to incorporate these things, you are starting to identify more as a runner. You're starting to identify running as your sport. And you're starting to admit to yourself, even possibly on an unconscious level, that running is something that you can improve and that you can get better at. And even just that shift, even if running drills didn't actually do anything physically for you, (laughs) even just that mental shift would improve your running so, so much. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a very good point. Even if, if the drills didn't do it, just by stating running is a thing that if I work at it, I can get better at. Yeah. That's a whole other ballgame. Mm-hmm. Then it's not just like, oh, running's the thing I do. Now it's running's a thing that I can become better at. Mm-hmm. You know, then it helps people move into, one, the mindset of I'm a runner. Mm-hmm. And two, not just the mindset of eh, I'm a runner, but I'm a slow runner. Like I'm a runner who could be a fast runner mm-hmm. because I'm not stuck where I'm at. I can, in fact, improve. I can get better. Mm-hmm. Here are some things I can do. To improve. Exactly. So let's continue talking a little bit more about running drills specifically. Like I think that we have done a pretty good job of saying why we should do them. Yes. Like, you know, there's physical benefits, there's mobility benefits, there's strength benefits. You help to improve the springiness of your muscles and your tendons. There's mental benefits. There's all sorts of benefits for doing running drills. Now let's talk about how to do them, when to do them, and some some more specifics. I like the I like the deep dive into the why explanation. But as I also learned when the football team came into the gym as I was running on the treadmill, is to just continuously blow a whistle at people. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. <laughs> blow a whistle and yell, "Let's go!" Tell them the story real quick. Uh, I mean, th- this was the second I mean, that, time that, that I've done it. That was the story. Did you already tell the story on the podcast? I told this story. The football yeah. team came back when I was in just a couple of days ago. <laughs> And they were all doing their warm-up with, like, the assistant coach was in there. They're all doing their thing. And then the head coach comes in, and suddenly it's whistle time. Oh, Lord. Non-stop whistle and a lot of yelling, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) All right, so running drills. They help to improve your form. They improve the mobility of your hips, your lower spine, your knees, your ankles. They only take about five to ten minutes. So start incorporating these. Good. When do we do them? Okay. Well, you can really do them at multiple times. So you can use them as part of a warm-up, you can use them as part of a cool-down, or you can use them in the middle of your run. Right. So if you are like straight off the bat, 
you, you try and get going. If it's the middle of the day, you've kind of been up and moving for a while, you can do drills almost before you do anything. Mm -hmm. You kind of want the legs moving slightly before you break into some of these drills, but you can use the drills as your warm up yeah. to get you going. Walk for a few minutes and then start sliding into some of these drills mm -hmm. and they'll get your legs moving. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've ever done this where like you're sitting in a chair all day or you wake up and immediately go for a run, those first few minutes of running is rough because nothing... Nothing's moving correctly. Yeah, you're very stiff. Yeah, and the drills kind of help your mobility and, and get your muscles firing correctly. Yeah. And I think that depending on when you do the drills, that can determine how aggressively, I would say, that you do them. Because, like, I would argue that if you are doing them as part of a warm up, especially if you haven't run at all, like, if you, especially if it's early in the morning, you're stiff etc cetera, etc cetera, then you should start with slow exaggerated form drills such as high knee marching such as slow high knee marching right instead of like a skips or high knees like you know so you can do high knees a couple different ways like a lot of people when they think of high knees they think of that like quick you know high knees like where you're trying to like yeah, if you've ever been your on a soccer team you've probably had to do high mm -hmm. knees at some point yeah so like they think of that quick high knees but you can also just do a very slow march where you're literally just trying to bring your knee up as high as you can that's, but that's one of my favorite drills. I agree. Um, but I think that, you know, when you're not quite warmed up yet, using it as part of your warm up, then you have to, you shouldn't be like throwing your knee up as high as you can possibly go. No. Like you have to slowly work into it. And then by the end of the warm up, by, you know, minute number one or two, like as you're, you've gotten into it, then you're going to be able to go higher. Yeah, so you kind of slowly progress yourself along. Exactly. Unless your warm-up is actually like the, a lengthy 10 to 20-minute process right. before you do a harder part of a workout. Well, and that's what I, you know, what we think are, is one of the most ideal times to put it's running drills in. a great time to do them. I right. think it's really one of the best. Yeah, so like if you have a workout plan, so say you're supposed to be doing like mile repeats, quarter mile repeats, if you have any sort of speed work plan, even if it's effort-based, even if you're doing two twos, one threes, whatever it might be, taking that short running warm-up where you're just going on a really easy jog at like a level one out of 10 effort, you're going for five to 10 minutes, warming yourself up, then you pause, like you stop and you do some drills to help open your hips up, open up your joints, get yourself warmed up. Then you start the speed workout portion of your run. That can be hugely beneficial. And so as that, now you've already been running for a little bit. So yes, you can, you can do the marching stuff. Um, I, I don't know if I would count it as a drill. Where would you put leg swings into this category? Um, I would put leg swings as a warm up. As, um, like it's a good part of the warm up. I do them all the time because <laughs> yeah. I love leg swings. Because they help really open up the hip swings. Of the hips. Yeah. So I like to do them before I do anything, but then I just do them, like I said, in a much more slower and controlled fashion. And then I can I do them afterwards to cool down. Like I I like incorporating leg swings at all times. Perfect. Yeah. So you've got like a five to 10 minute jog, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, uh, you, you incorporate some of these drills. Mm -hmm. Now before a faster part of your workout, you want to practice the faster running. So mm -hmm. that the first fast running you've done of your workout is not the workout itself. Okay. So 
Um, this is where skips can come in. Mm-hmm. You can do short, quick skips where you're not even trying to get the knee up and moving very much. Just really quick steps of trying to get the, as soon as the foot hits the ground, get it to spring back off the ground. Mm-hmm. You can do a skips. You know, we've mentioned these guys before. Um, and then you can even progress it all the way to strides, which is essentially um, kind of easing into an aggressive pace, holding that pace for 10 to 15 seconds, and then easing down from that pace. Right. So when used as part of a warm-up routine, drills and strides help to increase the blood flow to your muscles. They start to institute that habit before workouts and races, and they help to work on the running form that you're then going to be using for the speed portion of your workout. Right, which is why it's very important that the drills that you incorporate here are very closely tied to running form. Yeah. And I want let's let's go back and and talk about that habit too. Yes, please. All right, so if you get into the habit before of hard running, in a workout that these are the drills you do every time I do five to 10 minutes and then I do this set of drills and they get a couple of strides and then I go. Mm-hmm. Then when it's time for a race, you warm up for five to 10 minutes, you do this set of drills, a couple of strides and right. you're good to go. And it doesn't add this extra set of, of like nerves of what should I do before a race? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what to do. Cause you just do the workout, the warm up that you're used to doing yep. every time you hit a workout. Yeah. When you look at elite runners, elite athletes, even swimmers, like they all do the same exact thing for their warm up every time. Like it is so ingrained in them because it's become a part of getting themselves into the zone. Yes. Like it helps not only to warm up their body, but it helps them to improve their focus because then their body knows like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. So if you do the same set of warm up and drills before you you do your speed work, that's like you said, like once you, then you do those before your race and then your body and your mind knows like, okay, it's time, it's go time. Right. Cause it's, it, it's used to it. It yeah. had the it had the setup for it. It's conditioning. Thank you. Conditioning, that's the word I was searching for. Then sometimes you get messed up and they delay the start of a race. Mm, by two hours Well, because was, of hurricane force winds. There was that one, but then I was able to just get my warm-up in again. <laughs> yeah. But like the cross-country kids, these races get delayed, especially if they've got like four races over the course of the day. Yeah. The fourth one is never on time. I know. And so the kids are always like, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm all warmed up. And I'm like, okay, so just relax for a little bit and then maybe get in a couple more strides and then relaxed, comfortably go through your drills again. Mm Because you're not going to get exhausted by doing the drills. So just kind of go through the cycle again, but don't rush it. Just take your time and go through the cycle and you'll be, mm-hmm. you'll still be nice and ready to go. Yeah. So that's how you would incorporate it as part of a warm up. Now you can also incorporate drills as part of a stretching routine in order to help increase the range of motion in and mobility of your joints. Now this, if you're doing it this way, you're going to do it at the end of the workout or at the end of the run as part of your cool down. Yeah, because you're, you want your muscles already completely relaxed. The exaggerated form um, that you're going to go through through a lot of these uh, particular drills in this one is not really going to ideally suit you for the workout. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff where you're doing like really high knees or butt kicks, the form is so exaggerated for your normal running form 
a lot of people have been putting this into into warm-ups, and one of the studies I saw recently suggests that it's actually having the opposite effect mm-hmm. because it's not getting you used to your normal running routine, mm-hmm. your normal running form, that when they fire a gun, your body's not actually primed to be race-ready, hmm. that strides are a much better thing to do beforehand, and if you're going to incorporate these exaggerated form drills, do them afterwards. Hmm. That gets you ready to be going fast. That's interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. So some drills that you might want to use as part of like a stretching routine include high knees, butt kicks, skips, leg swings, walking toe touches, karaoke, and backwards walking or running. Uh, backwards walking or running I think are two of my big favorites on this mm-hmm. one because they just they make your hips feel so good yeah. after you've worked out so hard. I would argue like walking lunges as well. I did those the other day after my run and it felt so good. When you do walking like lunges, real- you go backwards? No, I actually did them forwards. Really? Yeah, I did them forwards this time and it just it felt so good to just open my hips up. So when when I want to go, like, the backwards walking is kind of like a lunge to me, mm-hmm. but without having to dip down and feel the burn of a lunge. <laughs> I just take really big strides going backwards, and I still feel that same, like, stretch yeah. through the front of the hips yeah. without having to do lunges down the side of the road. Because mm-hmm. I'm already just walking backwards down the side of the road with giant awkward steps and mm-hmm. just <laughs> dripping sweat, usually covered in gnats because it's the middle of the summer Ugh. at this point. The pictures that you send me are so gross. If you guys want to see, like, how gross Kevin gets, you should follow him on Instagram. It's, it's disgusting. It's pretty gross. So his Instagram is kevinbrown.rlr if you're interested in looking at him covered in gnats. <laughs> it's not coming all the time, but, you know. Every, every now and then. Every now and then. Every now and then you post it, and it's so gross. It's like, so gross. he'll text me the picture, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so so if I'm already got that thing, walk, backwards lunging down the side of the road is maybe too much. There you go. So... Now that we're talking about lunging, you can also use drills as a part of a strengthening routine. Which is a great way to sort of, if strengthening is not part of your routine already, uh-huh. then certain drills essentially get you into this very low impact body weight exercises. Right. This is where lunges come in. This is where lunges come in. This is where sidestepping comes in. This is where heel walks and toe walks also come in. And heel walks and toe walks are so good. And the research now is showing that especially as we get older, one of the most important things to focus on is the strength of your plantar flexors, which are your calf muscles. Thank you. So... (laughs) defining those for you um your calf muscles so as we get older we lose some of the springiness in the tendons and the muscles and so by working on that stiffness and springiness of our tendons that can help to actually improve and um, our running and to decrease some of these age-related changes that we see in runners and the age-related slowing down awesome yeah so heel and toe walking, I think, also serves a huge benefit to uh, the other side. Anybody who's getting new into running. Shin splints. Yeah, it's it's massive protection for shin splints. Yeah. So whether you are newly getting into running or you are just upping your mileage, you got you switched types of running shoes, so you've got a different heel to toe drop. Oh, goodness. You're just incorporating speed work. Anything that could suddenly now activate those calf muscles more than they were mm-hmm. before, throw some heel and toe walking in. Yeah, especially, like Kevin said, I think the shoe thing is, is worth mentioning just real quick here as a little aside tangent, because people, there was a big push 
you know, in the in the past, I would say 10 years toward a more minimalist type of shoe. And minimalist, it might have even been more than 10 years at this point in time. It's, it's a pendulum that keeps swinging. Yeah. So but if, it so, came out as, as soon as we were supposed to uh, eat like a caveman, we were yeah. also supposed to run barefoot. Ah, yes. So minimalist shoes can be good for some runners. The problem is when people transition from a normal running shoe into a minimalist shoe, a lot of times they develop calf and Achilles issues because like Kevin said, the heel to toe drop in the shoe is so much different. So the Achilles is put on stretch. It's not ready for that and they develop issues. So if especially if you're trying to transition into more minimalistic types of footwear, strengthening and stretching your calves is absolutely essential right i mean the whole concept of of most running shoes of kind of putting a little extra cushion under the heel was to transition the pain from your calves up higher Mm. and unfortunately it puts some of that pain into your knees Mm. so if you got bad knees and people are like oh go into a minimalist shoe great except you just blew out your achilles Mm. so be real careful and transition yes like transition slowly. slowly like you have to break not you're not breaking the shoe in you're you're breaking you're in breaking the tissues your, yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're breaking your tissues into it so all right so back to running drills start to incorporate them into your weekly routine that's our best piece of advice i mean that's really that's the big takeaway yeah. put them in i like to put them in when i'm when i'm firing on all cylinders at least 3 times a week mm-hmm. Um, and you know, sometimes, sometimes I can tweak it in an extra like two Mm -hmm. or three times and and get up to five, but I usually try and get at least, uh, at least three. I do, um, walking high knees, Mm -hmm. walking butt kicks, Mm -hmm. uh, sidestepping and heel and toe walks Mm -hmm. every time. I love karaoke's too. They just feel so good on my hips. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good ones. So we highly, highly encourage you guys to incorporate these into your routine. If you are a part of our membership, our tribe membership program, you can find videos of all of these in our membership area. And if you're not yet a member, we still want to serve you as well. So if you go to the website, realliferunners.com forward slash running drills, you can just enter your name and your email address there and it'll take you to five of our favorite running drill videos um, that we've set aside for you guys. So just go over to realliferunners.com forward slash running drills and you can find that there. Also, when you get added to our email list, we you will be the first to know about the new membership program that we are going to be launching this summer that is going to help you become a better runner. We are so excited about this new program that we are developing for you guys. It is going to walk you through the steps of being a better runner. And that includes incorporating things like drills, incorporating strength training, how to do it, when to do it, what to do. It's going to give you a a plan laid out. It's essentially going to teach you how to coach yourself as a runner, as an athlete. If you want to improve as a runner and become a better runner, a better version of you as a runner, this program, I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. We are super excited about it. So make sure that you add yourself to our email list so that you are the first ones to find out about it. And if you want to snag that those videos, again, it's realliferunners.com forward slash running drills. As always, thank you guys for spending this time with us today. And don't forget, 
Running helps to strengthen you, not only physically, but also mentally and emotionally. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to help you make those connections on how running can make you a stronger, better version of yourself in all aspects of your life. This has been the Real Life Runners Podcast, episode number 93. Now get out there and run your life.